The views and opinions expressed by various contributors to 98.5 CKWR and its radio programs are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of 98.5 CKWR Wired World, Inc., its broadcasters, staff, or volunteers. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and draw their own conclusions. Good morning, my name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week, right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 30 of 2021, and show number 1083 if you're keeping track that way. This week, we continue into July with a celebration of the sci-fi classic, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Now, The Day the Earth Stood Still, also known as Farewell to the Master and Journey to the World, is a 1951 science fiction film from 20th Century Fox, directed in this case by Robert Wise, who I found out recently was actually an editor on Citizen Kane. The film stars Michael Rennie, Patricia Neal, Hugh Marlowe, Jeff, uh, Sam Jaffe, Billy Gray, Francis, ba- um, I believe it's pronounced Bavier, and Locke Martin. The screenplay was written by Ed- Edmund H. North, based on the 1940 science fiction short story, Farewell to the Master, as we heard earlier, by Harry Bates. Set in the Cold War during the early stages of the nuclear arms race, The film's storyline revolves around a humanoid alien visitor who comes to Earth accompanied by a powerful robot to deliver an important message that will affect the entire human race. Now, I don't remember when I first saw this film. um, I don't know that it was... I do know, rather, that it was a must-see for a sci-fi fan like myself. Now, uh, producer Julian Blaustein originally set out to make a film under the working titles Farewell to the Master and Journey to the World, has been mentioned before, which illustrated the fear and suspicion that characterized the early Cold War and Atomic Age. 
He reviewed more than 200 science fiction stories and novels in a search for a, of a, in, in search rather of a storyline that could be used because the film's genre was so well suited for metaphorical discussions such as, uh, of such grave issues. Studio head Daryl F. Zanuck gave the go-ahead to the project, and Blostein hired Edmund North to write the screenplay based on the elements of Farewell to the Master. The revised final screenplay was completed on January 21st, 1951. Science, fixture, science fiction writer Raymond F. Jones also worked as an uncredited advisor. Now, the score to The Day the Earth Stood Still was composed by Bernard Herrmann in August of 1951 and was the first film score he composed after moving to New York, from New York, rather, to Hollywood. Herman chose unusual instrumentation for the film, violin, cello, and brass, or bass, rather, all three electric, two theremin electronic instruments played by Dr. Samuel Hoffman and Paul Schur, two Hammond organs, the Fox Studios Wurlitzer organ, three vibraphones, two glockenspiels, marimba, tam-tam, two bass drums, three sets of timpani, two pianos, celestra, two harps, one horn, three trumpets, three trombones, and four tubas. And the joke about a partridge in a pear tree is going to be thrown in there as well, but I won't do that. Herman's advances in film scoring included unison organs, tubas, piano, and bass drum, staggering tritone movement, and a glissandro in, theram in theremins, as well as exploitation of the dissonance between D and E flat in experimentation with unusual overdubbing and tape reversal techniques. A lot of this is technical, believe it or not, but it's very, it comes through very clear in the, uh, in the score. You'll, you'll definitely hear it's definitely an unusual score for its era. Now, Herman's score has been released in many forms. Uh, the release you'll hear today is from the 2015 Kreitzerland release. This is an unusual but fantastic score. So I'm just going to leave it at that and simply say that, uh, have a listen, because this is pretty cool. This is Bernard Herrmann's score to the 1951 film The Day the Earth Stood Still.
And with just a little bit of music from the 1951 film The Day the Earth Stood Still, that's music by, of course, Bernard Herrmann. Now, um, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where this show, if you've missed the first part of it, or if you would like to listen to it later, by all means, uh, you can visit the website in about two, two hours time, two and a half hours time. And it will be up there along with a whole slew of other shows, including um, quite a few interviews that I have done over the years. A wonderful archive of all of that stuff. There's a store uh, that you can go on. And if you want to be stylish this, this particular summer with Visions in Sound t-shirts and other kinds of cool stuff, by all means, go there. Check it out. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. That and uh, if you also want to follow me on podcasts as well, you can uh, go on to Apple Music or iTunes and you can type in Visions and Sound and look for me under podcasts. So welcome back to Visions and Sound as this week we are celebrating the 70th anniversary of the day the earth stood still. Now, if you haven't guessed already, a main feature of Herman's score is, of course, the theremin, an unusual instrument with a unique sound. The theremin, originally known as the etherphone or thereminophone, or and is an is an early electronic musical instrument controlled without physical contact by the performer. It is named after its inventor, Leon Theremin who patented the device in 1928. The instrument controlling section usually consists of two metal antennas that sense the relative position of the thereminist's hands and control oscillators, for frequency in one hand and amplitude volume in the other. The electrical signals from the theremin are amplified and sent to a loudspeaker. Now, the sound of the theremin is often associated with eerie situations, uh, science fiction, obviously. Thus, the theremin has been used in movie soundtracks such as Miklos Rosa's Spellbound and The Lost Weekend, of course, Bernard Herrmann's The Day the Earth Stood Still, and Justin Hurwitz's First Man, as well as in theme songs for television, such as the IT drama, ITV drama Midsummer Murders and the Disney series Loki. Yes, as recently as a couple of months, as, as recently as that. The latter, of course, composed by Natalie Holt. The theremin was also used in concert music, especially in the avant-garde 20th century and 21st century new music and in popular uh, music genres such as rock, most famously used actually in the Beach Boy song, Good Vibrations. My late wife, Dorothea, hated, hated the theremin. Uh, it, had an unusual, it had a weird sound that really bothered her. I have no idea why. She didn't really give too many reasons. She just hated it. That and the tuba. She hated both the theremin and the tuba. So there's, there's that. Um, my, I actually really like the sound. It does have an eerie human 
quality to it. I remember listening one night to a uh, a a theremin, for lack of a better word, concerto, and uh, thinking, who who is this human voice? Who is this this voice? And it, it sounded weird. It sounded unusual. But yeah, it was really just a theremin. Now, theremin music is is quite common. Actually, I was uh, interested to find out that there are. Very good CDs that have wonderful theremin music on it. So, yeah, some great, fantastic stuff coming from the world of the theremin. That and the blaster beam. If you're not familiar with uh, the the blaster beam, on my website, uh, probably somewhere around, I'd have to say 2004, I did a show on unusual instruments in in uh, in scores. And one of the instruments was, of course, the theremin and the blaster beam. Now, if you're not familiar with the blaster beam, I won't get into the major um, uh, workings of the blaster beam. But if you've ever heard the score to uh, Jerry Goldsmith's uh, uh, the, the Star Trek The Motion Picture. I can't believe I had a brain fart there for a second. Star Trek The Motion Picture. You will definitely hear the blaster beam in there and you'll know exactly what it is. Anyway, enough about other films we're talking about the day the earth stood still so i'm going to continue on with some more music from the film and uh yeah enjoy this is some some really cool stuff from the soundtrack released on kreitzerland and i will be back in just a little bit
And with a little bit of music from the 1951 film, The Day the Earth Stood Still, that's music, of course, by Bernard Herrmann. If you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm also on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also find me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I am also available on Apple Podcasts or iTunes podcast, depending on how you, you approach it. Just type in Visions and Sound into your search engine in, the, in, in iTunes or Apple Music, and you can find me under Podcasts. So welcome back to Visions and Sound, as uh, this week we are looking at the celebrating, actually, the 70th anniversary of the day the Earth stood still. I just love to say that, the day the Earth stood still. The film censor installed by the Motion Picture Association of America at 20th Century Fox balked at the portrayal of Klaatu's resurrection and limitless power. At the behest of the MPAA, a line was written into the script when Helen asks Klaatu whether Gort has unlimited power over life and death. Klaatu explains that Gort has only revived him temporarily. That power is reserved to the Almighty Spirit, he says. Of the elements that he added to Klaatu's character, screenwriter Edmund North said, it was my private little joke, he says. I never discussed this angle with uh, Blauston or Wise because I didn't want it expressed. I originally had hoped that the Christ comparison would be subliminal. Well, it kind of bashes you over the head if you're <laughs> in retrospect. That question even came up in an interview and is proof enough that such comparisons did not remain subliminal. They were subtle enough so that it not immediately obvious to all viewers that those elements were in, intended to compare Klaatu to Christ. When Klaatu escapes from the hospital, he steals the clothing of a major carpenter. Carpentry, of course, being the profession of the Bible says Jesus learned from Joseph, his father. He presents himself as John Carpenter, oddly enough, the same initials as Jesus Christ, J.C., and borrowing a given name from one of his disciples, John. So, yeah, you can see that the, <laughs> it, yeah, it kind of beats you over the head if you're, if, if you're watching carefully enough. His previous actions are misunderstood, and he eventually is killed by a military authority in the end of the film, Klaatu is spoilers, by the way, <laughs> is risen having or having risen from the dead, ascends into the night sky. Other parallels include his coming to earth with a message for all mankind, his befriending of a child, possessing wisdom and specialized scientific knowledge beyond any human being and people being given a sign of his power. Now at the very start of the film, one of the British, radar techniques upon observing the speed of Klaatu's spaceship is heard to exclaim Holy Christmas. Probably the most famous line in the film actually is Klaatu Barada Nikto. Now Edwin H. North, who wrote The Day the Earth Stood Still, also credited the official language used in the film, including the phrase Klaatu Barada Nikto. The official spelling of the phrase comes actually directly from the script. 
The phrase was never translated on film, and neither Edmund North nor 20th Century Fox has ever released an official translation. Now, near the end of the film, as Klaatu is pursued by the U.S. armed forces, he urges Helen Benson to memorize this phrase, saying, There's no limit to what he can do. He could destroy the earth. If anything should happen to me, you must go to Gort. You must say these three words, Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. Please repeat that. Shortly after, of course, Klaatu is shot and killed. Knowing that Klaatu has died, Gort vaporizes the poly polymer cube encasing him, uh, eliminates the two, two soldiers standing guard, and Helen conveys Klaatu's message. Gort takes her inside the spaceship and then revives, or retrieves rather, Klaatu's lifeless body, which he revives. Because there is no official translation of the phrase, a few notable attempts have been made to determine the phrase's meaning. Philosophy professor Aeon J. Scobie speculates that the phrase is part of a fail-safe feature used during diplomatic missions, whereby Gort's deadly force can be deactivated in the event the robot is undesirably triggered into a defensive posture, essentially stand down and return home. Fantastic Films explored the meaning of Klaatu Barada Nikto in the 1978 article The Language of Klaatu. Attempts to translate all the alien worlds, words rather, Klaatu used throughout the film resulted in a literal translation. Stop barbarism. I have death. Bind. The free translation was, I die, repair me, do not retaliate. The documentar uh, documentary Decoding Klaatu Barada Nikto, science fiction as a metaphor, examined the phrase Klaatu Barada Nikto I say that a lot with the, with some of the people involved with the day the earth stood still. Robert Wise, director of the original recalled a conversation he had with Edmund North saying North told him, it's just something I kind of cooked up, thought it sounded good. Probably what it was in, a, in a, accepting the AFI life achievement award in 1998, director Robert Wise closed his remarks by saying, I'd just like to say Klaatu Barada Nikto, which roughly translated means thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. In the 1983 film Return of the Jedi, two of Jabba's, Jabba the Hutt's henchmen are named Klaatu and Barada. The former belonging to, to one of two Nikto species. Jedi Master Imma Gundai from the Clone Wars is part of that, and hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly, Cajun Sa Nikto, or Red Nikto. The race appears in the 1999 film The Phantom Menace. For me, most famously in the 1993 film Army of Darkness, while searching for a way to return to his timeline, Ash must say the phrase Klaatu Barada Nikto before removing the Necronomicon from its sanctuary in order to stop the rise of the army of darkness. Suffice it to say, he doesn't say it right. Doesn't say all the words exactly as it was spelled out. In any case, in the 19 or in the 2008 remake, the line was dubbed, was added at Keanu Reeves insistence. Klaatu uses it at the beginning of the film 
of the film to shut down Gort, and again at the end, highly distorted and barely audible when he stops the destruction of Earth. So in this segment of the show, uh, I've decided to take a little peer behind the curtain and look at some unused and studio tracks. Now, in some cases, you will hear um, the studio engineer speaking, but these were some either unused or alternative tracks. So I'm going to continue on with some more music from The Day the Earth Stood Still, and I will be back to talk some more about the film in just a little bit. Six thirty four is one ninety three, four and five. 
Wally McQuay Musical Instruments is proud to support local musicians by sponsoring Top Track on CKWR. Ask their knowledgeable staff about their full line of guitars, keyboards, drums, brass, strings, and audio equipment, all at unbeatable prices. Check out the Music Education Center featuring highly qualified teachers and private instruction for all ages, levels, and styles. Go to long-mcquade.com to find out more. If you're still unsure about the COVID-19 vaccine, here's what you need to know so you can be confident that the vaccine is safe for you. The vaccine has no microchip, no preservatives, no pork or blood products, no fetal cells, and no formaldehyde. It does have decades of research behind it, and it will keep you and your loved ones protected from the risks of the COVID-19 virus. Pre-register today at regionofwaterloo.ca slash COVID-19 vaccine. A message from... The region of Waterloo. 98.5 CKWR.
Now, with a little, uh, I know that that part is particularly weird with the separated elements of the theremin. And if you're not into the theremin, it sounds really weird. But the thing about the theremin for me, in any case, is the how at points how human it sounds. There's almost a. It almost sounds like a uh, a female soprano. I think is is and it when you listen to it, it's like. It's, 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 I would liken it to the sonic version of, of kind of the uncanny valley where you are, it's, it's close, but it's not quite there. It's, it's, it sounds like it, it like it sounds like it, but it's not quite there in any case, that is the, uh, um, that is a little bit of, of the the music from the day the earth stood still, which I think is great. Now I mentioned that you'll be hearing a little bit of the, um, the sound engineer in the background. And this next bit, um, goes on for a little bit, but bear with me in this case, because you'll be hearing some stuff that, um, goes on in the actual, uh, in the actual recording studio at the time. And this for me, you know, considering that this was like, you know, 1951, this is incredible to hear this. And when you hear this, it's like, it's like a, it's like opening a time capsule. I think that may be the best way of looking at it. So, like I said, bear with me for the next, uh, the next you know, 12 minutes and have a listen to sort of behind the scenes when recording the day the earth stood still. Thanks. Back in a bit. 634, 168, and 9. Okay, I got to time it now. Here we go. 1, 2, 3, 4. One more. That was good. I mean, was one, the beginning wasn't too good. The beginning wasn't too good. Once more. Okay. One, two. Quiet. One, two, three, four. Too big of a tank. One, two, three, four. 
Not a little faster. Don't kill me. One more. Have I got enough, Phil? Oh, here we go. Once more. One, two. A little three, more decrescendo in the first ceremony. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. 634, 72, and 3. Thirty-four is two seventy-four and five. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, do one now just with the high theremin alone. One of the high. Do three of them with the high one. Do three of those that way. I got in the way of the other one. Six thirty four is two seventy four and five. Six thirty four is two seventy six and seven. I'll make one a little faster. Come down a little faster.
34, ST, 17, and 18. Keep it quiet now, everywhere, huh? That wagon go by? 34, to 17, and 18. <laughs> and yes, did you hear that wagon go by? <laughs> In any case, a little bit of behind the scenes from the 1951 film The Day the Earth Stood Still in the recording studio with, of course, Bernard Herrmann and his uh, his engineers working on the score. I really appreciate the, my, your indulgence in that case because it's, uh, it's the thing that always amazes me about these per- these particular portions of of the soundtrack when they release them which is often stuff that doesn't get played uh it's more or less along the lines for archive and, and that kind of thing but you listen to this those words were spoken 70 years ago like noodle that for a little bit and it'll it'll it, but it always blows my mind in any case so welcome back to visions in sound as this week we are celebrating the 70th anniversary of the day the earth stood still if you're interested in any of the film television or video game music that i do play here on the show by all means you can contact me at of course visionsinsound at gmail.com you can also try me online at facebook.com slash visions and sound i am on the twitter at visions sound can also be reached on my website visionsinsound.ca there is a store there if you want to be stylish this summer go there and check it out and uh, maybe get a t-shirt or, or a hoodie or something else. Who knows? I'm also available on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Just type in Visions and Sound into the search engine and you can find me under podcasts. So as I said, welcome back to the show. So now in January of 2002, composer Joel McNeely, uh, along with select musicians re-recorded the Herman score for Verez Saraband, the album, the, the, the record label. The result is a wonderfully done re-recording with a cleaner sound. Now, I'm going to play a little example of what was done. This will be about, again, about, about 12 minutes, but this will give you, and I realize 
I realize some of this has been heard before, but have a listen. This is done in 2002. So have a listen. This is really cool stuff with, with a little bit more modern recording equipment. So compare that to the what you just heard from the 1951 score. This is some pretty cool stuff as well and was really, in my opinion, the, o- the only good release of the score until just recently when uh, the, the Day of the Earth Stood Still was re-released. So here's some music from, again, The Day of the Earth Stood Still, but this time done a little bit more recently in 2002, relatively speaking. Back in a bit.
From the re-recording of the score to The Day the Earth Stood Still, that's music by, of course, Bernard Herman under the uh, conducting baton of Joel McNeely, a more recent composer and conductor who worked on a lot of uh, Herman re-recordings for Verez Saraband, including stuff like Citizen Kane, Psycho, uh, Vertigo, and I believe North by Northwest. I'm not 100% sure on that last one, but yeah, some really cool stuff and some really crisper, crisper sound. I, I remember somebody uh, mentioning to me. So welcome back to visions and sound as this week, we are celebrating the 70th anniversary of the day the earth stood still. So last up is music from the 2008 remake of the day the earth stood still. Dr. Helen Benson is summoned to a military facility with several other scientists when an alien spacecraft of sorts arrives in New York City. Aboard is human-like alien and giant robot of immense size and power. The alien identifies himself as, guess who, Klaatu, and says that he has come to save the earth. The U.S. military and political authorities see him as a threat and decide to use so-called intense interrogation techniques on him, but Dr. Benson decides to facilitate his escape. When he learns exactly what he, he means, sorry, when she learns exactly what he means when he says he's here to save the earth, she decides to convince him to change his intentions. Now, the music here was written by composer Tyler Bates and was re- also released on the Verez Saraband Records label. This is interesting. Uh, this remake and remake score, um, for me, the film definitely um, got the point right up into the end. It's not the best remake I've ever seen, but it's not, again, it's not the worst remake I've ever seen. It was enjoyable to a point, and I will leave it at that. Have a listen to the music from Tyler Bates's score to The Day the Earth Stood Still, and I will be back to wrap up the show in just a little bit.
And with a little bit of music from the 2008 film, The Day the Earth Stood Still. That's music by Tyler Bates. Well, before I end off today's program, I hope that uh, as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there that care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without the support of a huge team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, and Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868 all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know is in trouble and may need and may be suffering from mental health issues. Join me next week as we conclude July with the 40th anniversary of the animated film Heavy Metal. I'll end off this week's show with some more music from the 2008 film The Day the Earth Stood Still. I can't believe I almost forgot that. The Day the Earth Stood Still. And I will be back next week with more Visions in Sound.